welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. If you could turn with me, please, to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5. 1 Peter 5, 5. The title of our message this morning is, He Cares for You. He cares for you. Back when I lived in Michigan as a young Christian, I was working for a water meter company, ended up being like a project manager and, and then a general manager of this company. But um, we had a project in Florida, and I thought, well, that'd be a good time to take some vacation time. So I kind of scheduled my vacation, uh, planned having you know, time off while I was there in Florida. So I asked a buddy of mine from church if he wanted to come hang out with me. So we hung out together. And one of the times we were riding on some wave runners in the ocean, as we were riding on the wave runners, a school of dolphin came up to us. And as we were going you know, down the water, they, would, they were swimming next to us and jumping in front of us and jumping behind us and jumping you know, all over the place, little dolphins and big dolphins. And, and we were just in awe. We would slow down and they would slow down. We would stop and they would jump around like, come on, guys, let's race again. And, then just, and it was just like unbelievable. One of the, you know, just a great experience. And I just realized when that was going on, just how wonderful God's creation is. And, you know, seeing his creation up and close like that. And literally, they were like two feet away from us. We could have touched them, you know. And and I realized when I think of that story, how much God really cares for us. He cares about what we like. He cares about our thoughts. He cares about what concerns us. We, we have a very caring God. And in our text, we're going to read, not only does he care for us, but we're to cast all our care upon him because he cares so much for us. God's very current in our lives as a believer, and I hope you understand that. And sometimes we wonder, God, are you current? But then when he shows up and he shows himself strong, you're like, whoa, God, I, I see you're very current in my life. So as that is an introduction, I just want to go ahead and read these few verses. We're going to read verses 5 through 7. I'm just going to ask, please, if you can stand with me as I read them. We do that here at Calvary of the Harbor, just in, you know, in reverence of God's word. When we read it out loud, we just like to, to stand. It's biblical. That's what they did in the Old Testament. So let's, again, 1 Peter 5, verse 5, the apostle Peter writes, Likewise, you younger people, Submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Again, Lord, as we... We look at these three verses, and there's so much to talk about here. As we talk about you caring for us, as we talk about younger people submitting to their elders, and we're to submit one to another, and how we're to be humble and not prideful. Lord, we just, we ask that you'd help us unpackage these verses, Lord. Ponder them and expound on them and understand what, what do these three verses mean to each one of us here today? God, we pray that everyone in this room and those that are watching us right now, Lord, we pray that they would know, that each one of us would know what this text means personally, 
beyond just the, you know, the, the literal meaning of these, but, which is awesome, which we want to know. But Lord, also, what does it mean to all of us personally here today? Please show us, Lord. May we never check into church just to say, I went to church. May we always come here to study, to show ourselves approved, and to hear from you through your word, God. So we give you this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you. So if you were with us last week, we looked at Paul the Apostle gave exhortation to the leaders of the church, the elders, the pastors, and those that oversee the church. And it's kind of good for us as we went through that to kind of, you know, look at what do we expect in a pastor? What do we expect in leaders of the church? And as you recall, they're to shepherd the flock. And that we looked at that word shepherd means to tend, but mostly to feed. And it's important that for the pastor and the teachers of the church to feed the flock the word of God, the word of God, the word of God. It's so important that we stay in the word of God because God's word is alive and God's word changes us. So we looked at that last week. Also, we're to the leaders of the church are to read the word, teach the word. They're to do it willingly, not with complaining. So if you see leadership in the church and they're constantly complaining, that's not a good thing. They're to do it not for dishonest gain, but they're to do it eagerly. So they're to be eager about it. They're to love what they do. And I shared with you last week, if you were here, I, I mentioned, I mean this as I stand up here, I love what I do. I'm blessed that God would call me into the ministry full-time and to teach his word. So we're to love that. We're to, we're to do it eagerly and not you know, for dishonest gain, not for money, and it's not to be a, a money thing. And I, hopefully, if you're here, you remember, I said if you go to a church and all they talk about is money and prosperity and all this stuff, and you need to be wealthy and prosperous, you know, run away from that church because that's not what God's word teaches us. There's nothing wrong with having money, but you know, there's a big problem if money has you, Amen. So we talked about that. The exhortation also to the elders were to be an example, not just with words, not just teaching the words, but we're to live it out in front of people. We should be an example. You should be able to look at the leaders in the church and say, wow, you know, they're, you know, they're following the ways of God, and that's a, it's a good thing. Does that mean we're perfect? No, good, I'm glad you said that. No, we're not perfect. <laughs> We're going to mess up, but we, what do we do when we mess up? I talked about that also. I just, there's repentance. There's, you know, we go to people and apologize. Hey, you know what? I, I'm sorry I said that. You know, I probably should have said that differently and, and all that kind of stuff. That's what we're to do. And the, the pastors and teachers and those that are called the elders of the church, those that oversee the church, uh, when they do that, they're going to receive from the chief shepherd a crown of glory. And that's a wonderful thing. But now we shift gears. So now we're looking at the younger people in the church and then everybody in the church. So there's something here for all of us. But also we're going to, again, talk about caring. And so let's take a look back in our text. Verse 5. He says, likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. And then, yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Now there's some controversy with this Younger people, you know, some say, well, younger people means just younger in age. Others say, no, younger can also mean younger in the faith. I, I believe either way it, it works. It, those that are younger in the church, those that are younger in their faith, they're to come underneath those that are older. They're to, to come underneath them in a way to learn from them and to glean off of them and to, to watch their example. And it's important, but also 
it says, you know, submitting to one another, it's not just, because in, in context it's talking about for elders, you're to, the leaders of the church, you should be able to come under them and, and follow them, and, and if they're, you know, is they're, is they're imitating Christ, you're to follow that example, is they're teaching the word, you know, there should be that in the church, but also submitting to one another, you know, it's not just the, it's the mature, I believe, that are helping out those that are, you know, new in the faith and pouring into them, and I believe we have that going on in this church, and I love that that happens in this church. We have our college and career. We have Pastor Rick and Tammy, and they, they pour into the college kids, and I, I love seeing that. I think of Jost that's up here that does worship, and you know when he first started coming to the church, they're pouring into him. They poured into him. Now he's on the worship team. Now he's even a leader. He's a, an intern pastor at the high school kids. And, and you see, what is he doing now? He, now he's pouring into the kids, and that's what we're supposed to do. There's people that, you know, God's placed in my life that I love to just pour into. And, and we have couples that just recently, uh, we have, you know, couples that are planning on getting married and, and, and all. They're just starting to come to church and we have met with them and we sit down with them. And it's so cool when we, we the last time we met with them, we sat down with them. They're like two little sponges, you know, they're... And we're like trying to find out more about them. They go, no, can you please just tell us more? And, and you know, what about this? And what about that? And, and they're just like hanging on every word. And I love that. I love when there's people in the church that, that see that, that it's, we can glean off of each other. And we're, we're supposed to, you know, have that, where we can, the mature people in the church, we can pour into those that are, that are new in the faith, or those that are even younger in the faith, or those that are even the younger kids, and we're to, we're to pour into them. And that's a, that's a healthy thing that should take place in the church, and it's a, it's a good thing. So you mature people here that have walked with the Lord for a while, find people to pour into you that are younger in the faith, or you that are even the younger kids, you know, look to some of the, the older people, these other, these men, and these, if you're women, the women that are, you know, walking with the Lord and know the word. But then you might say, well, how do you know who I can trust? Well, if they're pointing you to the word and to Jesus and to prayer, that's, you can trust that. Even this last time I had the, my wife and I had this meeting with this couple, it was wonderful. I loved it. I don't know. I think, I don't know how long we were sitting down. How long was that for? Two and a half hours. It seemed like 10 minutes. Seriously, it seemed like 10 minutes. Where there are two and a half hours, and it's just like 10 minutes. But, but I always, when, and I hope you do this, you mature ones that are here that are pouring into the younger ones. Whenever it was my opinion, I would always say, well, this is my opinion. You know, this is what, this is what God has done in our life. You know, so this is something that we do, but, you know, not necessarily, you know, this isn't, you know, I can't point you to a scripture. This is just my opinion. This is something we do, but I, I can't, you know, so I don't, just, I don't want them to think that, you know, thus saith the Lord, this is the Bible. I think that's very important that we, we uh, you know, we separate that and make sure they understand that. And this is the word, yes. This is the word, yes. This is the word, yes. This is what we do, yeah, because the word says this and this. And that's all real good, but uh, I try my best to be careful. Even, you know, my thing here, right? When I, I'm like this, this is the word of God. This is my opinion out here, right? My opinion, take it or leave my opinion. You don't have to listen to my opinion, but the word of God, when we teach the word of God, this is God's word. So submitting, and it's to come under. It's important. I love what we're told, and as Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 5.12, it says, and we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. So those that are, you know, recognize these people. And, and it says, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. So you should esteem them very highly in love. Why? For their work's sake. You should look up to them. 
And I, and I love that, ha- you know, there's sometimes young, we, we notice sometimes you get the younger people come in here and they're like, oh, there's no, you know, looking for other younger people. And then they go, oh, you guys are old, you're old fashioned. <laughs> That's a prideful attitude to have. I hate to tell you, it's, but also for us that are, you know, maybe older and mature, we're not to look at the young kids, oh, you guys are just stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. No, we can glean off of each other, but esteem them highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourself. There's great peace when that happens. We're told in Hebrews 13, 7, remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God. Again, that's so important. Who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith, whose faith follow. So watch them. Is your faith following? Are they just teaching the word? Or are they, you know, we see that. I, I don't watch much Christian television. I haven't watched Christian television, I don't know how many years. And I just, I, we don't even, we don't have, this time we don't have a television, so... Um, we don't watch it, but there's back, way back, and I don't know how, if it's changed any or not, I really don't know, but years back when I used to watch it, you know, I'd, you'd hear these guys talking or these women talking, and then you'd find out their lifestyle is just terrible. You know, this one fell with that one, and this one did this thing, and this one, and they're, they're cheating on their spouses, and they're all this crazy stuff, and it's like, no, you can't follow that. You, that's not, they're not good examples. They need to step down when that happens, so so whose faith follow, consider the outcome of their conduct. And I believe in context is probably talking about, you know, they are going through difficult times, so you're going to end up going through some difficult times. That's part of it. But consider the outcome of their conduct. They're going to go to heaven. And that's what happens to those of us that love the Lord, that realize that Christ died for, for our sins. So again, you younger here, you younger in the faith, please. You know, listen to the, the wise counsel of the more mature believers in the church. You that are mature, look for those in the church that you can pour into and disciple. It's important. But let's look back in verse 5. It says, And be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he, God, may exalt you in due time. Humility and pride. God hates pride. We're to clothe ourselves with this thing called humility. God resists the proud. If you're a note taker, that word resists, it's a very strong word. It means God arranges himself in battle array against one who's prideful. He puts on battle array. In other words, he, he suits up. When there's somebody prideful, it's like he goes to battle. He hates pride. He'll, he fights against pride. He, he's against people that are prideful. And that's, that's pretty strong. It's, it's not just resist like you're like, oh, I don't want anything to do with that person. No, God fights with people that are prideful, especially his kids. He doesn't like pride. He hates it. And as we talk about humility, you know, the different definitions, if you look it up, it says lowly of mind and, and things like that. And, 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 and I get that. I'm going to give you my thoughts on what I believe. Because some people think that humility is thinking poorly of yourself. And we have a misunderstanding with humility, I believe. Because some people are like, oh, I'm so terrible. Oh, I can't do anything right. Oh, I just don't. Nobody loves me. And then people think, oh, that guy's so humble, or that person, oh, look at them, they're, they're always so humble. That's not humility. Actually, it could be a form of pride, do you know that? Because you're, you're, you're wanting attention. Oh, I'm terrible. Oh, you know, woe is me. Oh, uh, everything I say is wrong. Oh, and then you're like, oh, no, you're not. And you're just, you're, 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 you're begging for attention. You're like, oh, no, tell me how good I am. 
Tell me how great I am. I want to hear how good I am. And it can be a false humility, and we need to be careful of that. Humility, I believe, this, you know, a true humility is when we take our focus off self and we put our focus on God. And as we put our focus on God, he, he shows us who to minister to and, and, and who to pour into. And that's a, that's a true humility. It's not being, you know, just this, oh, me is this. No, this is not humility. When you're, you're always looking at yourself and always complaining about yourself, that's not a true humility. True humility, please, again, is not, taking, not having focus on self, but having focus on the almighty God under his mighty hand. You're, you're looking to him and you're, you're asking him, you're seeking him with your full heart and everything that you have. And as you seek him, then he's starts speaking. He says, now minister to this person. Now now do this. And then you do it. And when you do it, now beware because he's going to show up and he's going to do mighty things. And and the problem could be then your flesh or the enemy is going to whisper in your ear and say, wow, look at you, how good you are. And you're like, yeah, I am pretty good. And now you're in pride again. I'm serious. No, it's keeping your eyes on him. And when those thoughts of boastfulness comes up and those thoughts of you know, how great you are and I'm better than everybody and you just you cast, you, you cast it down. You don't think on those things and you say, no, God, forgive me. May you be glorified. Anything good I have comes from you. Every good and perfect gift comes from you, the Father of lights. If there's anything good that comes out of this life, it's because of you working in my life. You know that's opposite of the world? You know, when I, when I was in the corporate world, I thought... Pride was a good thing, packaged in self-confidence, self, you know, self-reliance and self-assurance, and I'm this, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing, and God doesn't want that when he gets the glory. Apart from him, nothing. That's true humility, truly, really not just saying, oh, I can't do anything apart. No, no, no. I can stand up here and say, apart from him, I can do nothing, but not with pride, but I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. When I keep my eyes on my maker, my Lord, my God, the Almighty, I see his mighty hand working. And I give him glory because I know apart from him, I can do nothing. You can do nothing. But with him, we can do all things through through Christ who gives us our power, our strength. He wants to be glorified and we give glory to him. And that's true. I believe that's that's true humility. You're saying, no, you don't know me. I'm an idiot. I'm this and that. I'm not just saying that to get focused. I mean, no, God is everything. To God be the glory, great things he has done. Amen? Amen. To be clothed with humility, that's a rare word that's used here. It refers to a servant putting on an apron before serving. And it's It's a picture for us that if you're going to serve the Lord, do it. Clothe yourself with humility. Point people to Jesus. Point people to the Lord. Keep pointing to them, to him. Keep Not to yourself. Keep pointing. No, God. His word. God. His word. God. His word. Now pray. Let's pray. Never do this. A a terrible leader is like, this, this, me, 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 and that's mine. This is because of me and my great strength and my great power. And it's, no. It's not humility. God resists the proud. He fights against pride. He, he hates it. My wife and I, we, every day she says something to me, and I'm just saying this just because I thought about it this morning with all this. She said it to me again this morning. She says every day this. She says, she says you know, she goes, you're cute. She says it every day to me. <laughs> and I don't know how long ago this started. I don't know how long ago this started. But, and then one time, this is probably years ago, I said, I know. And she started laughing, and she goes, no, I mean it. You're really cute. I says, I know. And then she said, no, I'm not joking with you. You really are cute. And, I was like, and then so 
and I was thinking about it because she said it again to me this morning. And so, you know, it's not a prideful. I'm not like, oh, I know, I'm cute and stuff. But it's a fun thing for humor. You know, we, we, we enjoy making each other laugh. When I was in the corporate world and I, I bought a brand new home and the company that I worked for, you know, bought me a new company car, asked me to pick out what I wanted to drive and they paid for it. And, and even as a baby Christian, I, there was times I had to struggle. You know, I'd look at my home, I'd look at the vehicle and I'd say, wow, look at what I did. And that, in, my, in my thoughts, I would think that, you know, as a baby Christian, look at, and as I was thinking, I'm like, no, I didn't do this. And I'd have to fight that and say, God, forgive me. Everything I have is because of you. You gave me the wisdom to do this. You gave me the, the understanding to invest. You gave me the, you know, the abilities to, and you, you gave me favor in my life. It's a, I know it's just your favor on my life, God. And we're to stay in that place, to make sure he gets all the glory. Amen? Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Doesn't that, don't you like the sound of that? Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Do you know you serve a mighty God? His hand is mighty. In the Old Testament, we see his hand speaks of his power, his hand, his, his mighty hand, his power, and it, power to, to, to discipline and power to deliver. His hand would be there to deliver. His hand would be there to discipline. So we, we see the mighty hand of God. And even today, when we stay under the mighty hand of God, he's there to, to deliver us from sin. He's there to help us, to deliver us from the ways of this world. But also he's there to, to, you know, to discipline and to keep us close to him. And he disciplines the ones that he loves. But then when we come underneath his mighty hand, then you know, he exalts us in due time. In other words, he, he raises you up because he knows that you can handle being raised up and then he can receive the glory that, that, that we would point to him. The labor of love, we just had our, um, our pastor luncheon, leadership luncheon the other day and it was, just, it was so awesome. We had leaders from all different churches that came and so we met and we you know, talked about the labor of love and it, and it was just a, a wonderful time for us to get together. And, um, but, you know, I shared a little bit about how with the labor of love, it's become something that we never knew it would become. It's just a, it's a huge thing that we never would even consider. But with it, there's been so much warfare, so much battle. There's just, you know, obstacle after obstacle. And it's not, and I, I, I know the difference. I believe I know the difference. It's not like God saying, okay, I'm going to stop it now. That's why this obstacle's there. No, it's like the enemy saying, I want to stop it. So here, here's an obstacle I'm going to put in front of you. And then we just keep praying and seeking the Lord and humbling ourselves, coming under the authority of the people that we're dealing with. And God just keeps knocking down these obstacles. And we're just watching God. We're like, go, God. And we're like, Wow. And it seems like over the years, the obstacle, you know, was this way, and then it's this way, it's this way. Now it's way past the ceiling, okay? So, but the, the bigger the obstacle, the bigger God shows up. And we're watching his hand. And even so much so, and it's so funny because with the, you know, with the United States Air Force is going to fly over, we've had this like third year. He's like, really? I mean, I look at that, I'm still having to, you know, shake and scratch my head like, really, God, you're really doing this? You're, you know, three planes from the United States Air Force are going to fly over as we sing the national anthem? And it's like, really? And then this year, we're told uh, Chris McDonald and Craig McDonald, they got a hold of uh, our assemblyman for the state of California. He's going to be presenting the labor of love with an award, with a, some kind of a proclamation. So, <laughs> and, 
And it's to me, it's like God is showing off, but it's because he's exalting the labor of love. Why? Because the enemy wants to stop it. Why? Because we're preaching the gospel. We're sharing Christ with people and people are giving their lives to the Lord and people are getting baptized and God's doing a mighty work. So we just humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and we're just watching him work. He doesn't want anyone of his children to be anxious for anything. Are you worried about something today? Throw it on him. Give it to him because he does not want us to spend an ounce of energy or, or, or even a millisecond worrying about the things of life. You can just give it to him. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.